is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week discussing the mental side of sports with you. We delve into all kinds of areas of psychology and sports, like sportsmanship, confidence, how you deal with winning and losing, what's a successful coach, what's a bad coach like. You know, I have a philosophy. You can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will come out on top. So the mindset plays such a key role in everything that goes on. It doesn't matter what the sport, doesn't matter what age, doesn't matter if you're male or female, if you're old or young, if you're a pro or an amateur. Psychology in sports has become very popular now. You know, I've been in practice for 41 years. I got my doctorate in uh, July 31st, 1981. And I've been on the radio here in Kansas City for 31 years, the last 21 years here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. Our shows are podcasted all over, rebroadcast in a number of cities throughout the week. And we talk about mindsets, and we talk about, like I said, winning and losing, success and failure. And throughout my practice, and I work with all kinds of people, actually all over the world, I do telehealth uh, Zoom sessions with people in Europe and Australia. I've had, I've talked to people all over the place. And it's interesting, no matter what age athlete I will talk to, whether they're professional or amateur, how you handle success and failure is so important. And this goes into the whole issue of fear, which is what I want to talk about today. The fear of success and the fear of losing. You know, a lot of people say there's no such thing as a fear of success. Well, there is. Because I've dealt with many, many people who are afraid to do well because then their coach or their parents or their teammates are going to say, see, we knew you could do it. Now do it better the next time. And there are a lot of athletes out there who have that issue. I've dealt with many in my, my practice throughout my career. I had one very successful college athlete, college basketball player, who told me, he wasn't going to play in the NBA, but he was very, very good. But he was afraid to start doing well in games because then the pressure would be on him to be the go-to guy, and he didn't like pressure, so he would back off from it. And that came from something when he was younger, which is what I want to get into today. And one of the things I think this, this fear issue comes from is how we're, you're coached, how you coach kids. You know, I talk a lot about on this show 
about youth sports and about the goal of youth sports should be to have fun, learn fundamentals, grow and develop. But one of the things that I seem to find common with so many people I talk to and work with, especially in my practice, is that a, a message that they received, and it doesn't matter if this is a male or female, boy or girl, a message they received from a coach at a younger age plays such a huge role in their life and impacts whether they're successful or they fail. And typically it can be a coach getting angry at you for missing a shot, making a mistake, and yelling at you, glaring at you, benching you when you're seven or eight years old, nine years old. And a lot of people tell me that, that you know, that's ridiculous, but it happens a lot. I had a college basketball player, a female college basketball player, who was very, very successful three-point shooter in her state. In fact, she was the top three-point shooter in the state she came from, heavily recruited. And then in college, did not do well. Because what happened was her college coach, who was a great coach, said something, pretentiously, not with any, any goal of challenging her, but said something that made this girl, this, this young woman, remember stuff her sophomore coach told her, where the sophomore coach degraded her, insulted her, and it brought back all these memories, and all of a sudden, she had trouble shooting threes. Because that fear of that coach degrading her in front of the team was in her head. So we had to work through that and get her to, to sort of get to a point where she could move on, and basically the way she moved on, she wrote that coach a letter even though she never mailed it to him. Wrote that coach a letter and basically said how she felt. And it sort of cleared her mind. So I think a lot of athletes have a fear, not just of failure, but of succeeding. Fear of failure because they don't want to let people down, they don't want to screw up. And I'd like to open up our phone lines today and see if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if this is an issue you've got, is the, do you have a fear of success? Do you have a fear of failing? And where does that come from? You know, we're, I think most people who play sports don't want to fail. We, they have a fear of screwing up. But why? What's, you know, there's an old adage in basketball, you never miss a shot you don't take. Well, if you don't swing at a pitch, you won't hit it. If you don't make the effort, it's not going to happen. And even though a lot of people are capable of doing that, they're afraid to do it because they're, they're afraid of somebody yelling at them, somebody insulting them, somebody putting them down. And it can become a major, major issue in their life, believe it or not. If you're a coach, have you found you've got some athletes who are afraid to fail? Do you have some athletes who are afraid to do you, do you think you have some athletes that are afraid to do well? You can see the, the abilities, the skills, the talent that they've got but they don't show it. It's like there's a, there's a wall up with them. Have you ever tried to talk to them about it and work through it, or do you just get angry at them? If you're a coach, I'd like to hear from you. If you're an athlete, have you found yourself to be afraid to succeed? Are you afraid that if you do well, then people, you know, your, your coach is going to say, see, I told you, I've been telling you it's there. 
Now keep doing it. You might do better the next time. I've heard that countless times from clients. It happens a lot, believe it or not. And it's not just that that fear of succeeding, but there's that fear of failing that comes up. You know, why? I better not screw up because then everybody's going to make fun of me. I better not screw up because everybody's going to be down on me. I'm supposed to be the stud, the star of the team. I'm supposed to be the one who does well. And if I don't, what's wrong with you? Why'd you screw up? Did you do it on purpose? Why can't you make the shot? Why did you make, make a mistake? You were supposed to win. I remember I went, I went to high school at Shawnee Mission North High School. And we will be celebrating our 50-year reunion this year. My team, or my team, my, my class, well, it lost one football game in all three years I was there. One game. One state all three years. But I remember that game was against Shawnee Mission South and the Sunflower League Championship. And, and I remember guys being asked, why'd you lose? Why'd you lose? What happened? It's part of sport. We win and we lose. It's part of the game. But how you handle it, how you move on from it is so important. Do you have a fear of success? Do you have a fear of failing? If you do, I'd like to hear from you. Love to talk about it. If you're a coach, how do you help your team overcome a fear of screwing up? If you're an athlete, how do you do it? Give me a call and let's talk. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Across the U.S., many households struggle to meet basic energy needs, and research indicates that African-American communities often face higher energy burdens. LIHEAP, the Low Income Home Energy Assistance Program, assists low-income households with paying their heat and electric bills. Here is John Thompson with the Administration for Children and Families, Office of Community Services. LIHEAP is a valuable resource for African-American communities and can help people maintain continuous, affordable, and safe home heating and cooling services by providing energy assistance. This winter, that can mean hundreds of dollars to help with your heating bill or your delivery fuel costs. LIHEAP may provide crisis assistance with energy-related emergencies and minor home repairs to reduce energy bills. Even if you've only recently experienced a need for support, you can apply for LIHEAP today. Visit energyhelp.us to learn more or call the National Energy Assistance Referral Hotline at 866-674-6327. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Today I'm talking about the topic of fear. Fear of failure, fear of success. Are you an athlete who has one of those issues? Yes, fear of success does exist. A lot of people are afraid to do well, like I said, because if they do well, their coach or their friends or their family or their dad or their mom or their girlfriend or boyfriend will say, hey, you did it. Now let's see if you can do it again and maybe better the next time. That really does exist. And, of course, fear of failure happens a lot of times. Why are people afraid to fail? Why are they afraid to succeed? Oftentimes it's from messages they got that when they were younger from a coach or a parent or a teammate. And, you know, the, the whole issue of coach speak, how coaches speak to you, plays such a key role in your life, and it leaves such a big impact on you. I'd love to hear from you if you have had to deal with one of those things. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Dylan. Dylan, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Dr. Andy. How are you, sir? Good. Thanks for calling in. So what uh, what interests you with this topic today? 
Well, I just kind of like the topic of the success aspect of it because everyone can have a fear of failure, really. But success can also bring some downsides to it in the form of, you know, you were saying people treat you differently, but maybe people are jealous of you and then they start, you know, acting different. You lose friends that you thought were your friends. There's a lot of different fears that can come with success that I like that you're touching on. Has that ever happened to you? No, not personally, um, but just I've seen it before. You know, you see people and they'll slowly start to maybe nitpick at other people that are having success around you on a team or uh, just a group. You can kind of watch it as jealousy starts to, you know, get inside someone's mind about, you know, where they are personally and they see someone else having success. You can kind of see the writing on the wall sometimes. So what, from your perspective, could be done to help that out. I mean, how do you, how do you get um, people to understand? Hey, you know what? I'm trying. I'm putting in the effort. Just because you think I can do better, uh, do you think I'm scared to do well? Well, maybe, maybe you think that, but maybe I don't. I mean, what would you suggest to somebody who possibly has that? Well, um, just kind of put your goals above really any other outside factors, and obviously that's easier said than done in this situation. Um, but, yeah, I really feel like in that situation, just someone being, you know, feeling some type of way about your success is not something that should ever deter you if it is deterring you. I assume you probably played sports at some point in your life. I did, actually. I played college baseball. Okay. Did you ever have a coach who would get upset at you for making an error, striking out, muffing a play? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So what, what, how'd you react to that? How'd you do with it? What'd the coach say to you? Yeah. Well, you know, some, some coaches would get into you. Some coaches would be sarcastic. There was kind of a difference of just the general, you know, um, gosh, lots of words here. Just kind of the way that he acted. It's kind of just dependent on what his personality was like on how they reacted. But really a negative response is just never good for anybody because I feel like it just immediately makes you clamp up. You're already thinking about the last mistake because he's, you know, he's thinking about it. It's better for a coach to just, you know, put yourself in your player's shoes. Understand that no one's going out there to make a mistake and that they happen. Really, you just got to kind of be calm, cool, and collected. And that's really what the best coaches are. You always hear it is that the best coaches are always cool under pressure. Well, that's interesting you say that because I've, I've dealt with that so much in my practice where how a coach talks to an athlete can end up causing that athlete to develop some tremendous fears. And I'm sure you probably saw playing baseball. Somebody struck out, come in the dugout, the coach gets angry at him, and then there's this fear of doing, you know, fear of failing again, and then they strike out again, and then it sort of just becomes a repetitive pattern. Have you ever seen that before? Oh, all the time. Baseball is one of the biggest sports of that because, you know, you only get so many attempts at the plate, and you're always thinking about your last at bat, and especially if you come off. I mean, you're upset when you don't do well, and then if the coach adds on top of it by basically embarrassing you in front of the rest of the roster, I mean, that's just going to stick with you the whole game. And I've seen it happen, but I've also been surrounded by good coaches, you know, that understand that, and a lot of them are former players nowadays, kind of getting into the generation where a lot of people that played are starting to coach and starting to realize that, you know, I remember when I was in this spot and I didn't want anyone to jump down my neck and, you know, start talking about how I need to do this and that in front of everybody. So, you know, you see it, but, you know, it's, it's hopefully kind of dying off because I haven't seen, none of my coaches really did that 
per se. They would kind of pull you off to the side, have their conversation with you away from the team, not in front of everybody. It's not a spectacle. It's not about them. It's just about coaching. Well, listen, Dylan, thanks for calling in. Great comments this morning. I really appreciate it, and uh, good best of, yeah. of success to you. Yeah, you as well, Andy. Thank you, Thank sir. you. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from your coach. If you have an athlete that you can tell is afraid to do well or maybe to screw up, how do you coach them through it? What do you say to them? What, how do you help them move on? Because I think so often, it, it, as I said, coach speak. How a coach speaks to you. You know, it, it, it's interesting, and I've shared this story in here before. I worked with a, a softball player in eighth grade who got two hits in our club team, summer game, next to the last game of the year, and then made an error in the field. Coach kicked the bucket he was sitting on, knocked the bats and the helmets off the bat rack, pulls her out of the game. She made an error at first base, pulls her out, puts, get out, sit at the end of the bench. Why'd you do that? You know, I can't believe you did that. You just you just cost us runs because a couple runs scored because of that. And she's down at the end of the bench, all upset, and he just glares at her. Eighth grade, so she's probably, what, 14 at the time. Now, why would you do that as a coach? Because your ego's bigger than what you're doing. It's all about you. I, I, I have a saying, a good coach checks his or her ego at the door. This girl then developed this fear of screwing up. And she was afraid to go play. We had to work through that. Fortunately, she got through it. And now she's doing great. Because she realized it wasn't her. It was the coach who had the problem. And they no longer played on that team after that year. And her dad, who is a, is a trial attorney, so he knows how to talk to people, went and talked to this coach the next day and had an interesting conversation, a very positive conversation with him was a good conversation with him explaining why you don't do that. So I think ego comes into here. You know, winning and losing in sports is, you know, Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. Well, that's an NFL coach. At youth sports, you play to have fun. You play to learn about winning and losing. You play to learn about succeeding and failing. But if you are afraid to fail... And so many people are afraid to fail. They're afraid to screw up. So then what happens is when they're afraid, what happens? Then they hold back. And they hold back because they don't want to screw up or, or succeed. Then they don't do as well. And then what happens is their confidence gets affected. You know, I talk about four keys to, to success. Preparation, focus, attitude, and confidence. And in the end, confidence is, is really what it all comes down to, how you feel about yourself. And our confidence can be affected or impacted so easily by what a coach or a teammate or a parent can say to you. You know, if you're a high school athlete, you know about this. If your team or you individually were expected, you know, to go to state and win, go to state and succeed, and you don't. You, you come back to school, what happened? What's wrong? Why'd you lose? And can, that can develop a fear of trying to do well in the future. Well, why should I put out the effort if it's going to get on me? It can, it can paralyze people so easily. Love to hear from you if you're a coach, you're an athlete, you're a parent. How do you deal with the fear of failure, fear of success? On Sports Psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. This is the Sports Psychology Hour.
This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We are the leader in sports, sports radio, 810 WHB. This is the Sports Psychology Hour that I host every Sunday morning here in Kansas City. Our shows are replayed throughout the country. A number of stations, podcasted everywhere. You can always hear my podcast on my website, winnersunlimited.com. Just check out the podcast tab, and you can uh, hear about 10 years of radio broadcasts on there. And today's topic is this. It's the issue of fear of success or fear of failure. Do you have either of those, and how do you handle that? Blake's called us back again. We're going to get to him in a second. But I want I, – I want, I'm sorry, Dylan called back. Dylan call back. I'm thinking of Blake, my producer, who I'm looking at right here. Anyway, um, this whole issue affects how we perform and can impact your self-confidence, either build it up or destroy it. So, Dylan, you wanted to call back. Uh, you had something you wanted to add to what, what we talked about before. Yeah, actually, I just remembered a instance, actually, uh, of a coach with maybe a little bit of a sarcastic response to, um, you know, mess-ups, errors, things like that, where he would almost, you know, rally the entire team to be, you know, mocking the player in a sense of being sarcastic enough, you know, saying boo like boo in a sarcastic fashion things like that where it, it was almost like he was kind of getting all the other teammates to almost jump in on it and i just remember that seeing it across the way and just being almost so thankful that i wasn't a part of it and it just kind of just reminded me of it as soon as i got off the line which seems to always happen you know so he'd, he'd say boo at an athlete when they do what air, you know, give up a, you know, really just kind of kick a ball, things like that. If, so, he, if he could tell that the player was frustrated, too, where it, if the player was frustrated over something, you could see that he was doing it, and it was just, I, I don't know, it just kind of seemed unprofessional. So he'd make, in other words, what you're saying is he'd make fun of him. But yeah, essentially. Okay. That's interesting. And, of course, you're on another team, so that's not your team, thankfully, but what do you think that probably did to that athlete's self-confidence? It uh, didn't do well, I imagine, unless he's a very strong individual that was able to overcome things like that, which sometimes you got to be in situations like that, but it's not something that's ideal or, or wanted by an athlete, that's for sure. Well, listen, thanks for calling back. That's an important point because that does happen quite a bit. Listen, thanks again and best of success to you. You know, Yeah, you have, Andy. You know, this, this is a topic that I've talked about before many times in different contexts on this show. Uh, fear plays a role in all our lives, obviously, in, in so many things. Fear of giving a speech, fear of taking a test, fear of asking somebody out on a date, for being the fear of rejection, the fear of, of being told no, the fear of not, it not working. And in sports, it, it's that fear of screwing up and what happens when you screw up well i don't care what sport you play i don't care what age you are i don't care what sex you are you're going to screw up it, it, it's part of sport so i think and this is where you know in our in the book i co-wrote with jeff montgomery and pete malone just let him play gutting parents coaches and athletes through youth sports you can purchase it either on my website or on amazon we talk in that book about communication that makes sense. We talk about communication. Anyway, we we get into the whole 
role that coaches and parents play on what they say to a young athlete. And I've, I've just seen it in 41 years of work, actually 42 County grad school, of working with so many athletes in so many sports, male, female, old, young, that, that what a coach or a parent or a teammate can say to you can impact you in such a negative way or a positive way, but so often in a negative way that you then are afraid to go after it. And that's where I think young, young kids, when they start playing sports, when they strike out or miss a shot or make a mistake, if they're ridiculed or insulted or yelled at, or it, like Dylan just mentioned, maybe sarcastically yelling boo because they screwed up, what, what does that do? Now, it may motivate some kids. It may make them play harder and focus better. But then some kids are going to go into a shell and they're going to lose their focus and their motivation. If you have been afraid playing your sport to screw up or afraid maybe to go after it for fear what the coach or parents or teammates might say to you, I'd love to hear from you. This happens a lot. And what I find is, is that the athletes who make it to the, the top levels and I mean top level starting with the collegiate level. Because if you're a college athlete, you survived youth sports. Youth sports today in our society, as I've talked about on this show, it's a multi-billion dollar industry with teams and games for four-year-olds now. I've mentioned on this show many times, I believe we will end up having a, a league. I don't want to see what Blake says to this, my producer. Blake Schneider does a great job. Will we have a league for pregnant women, Blake? Are we going in that direction? A league for pregnant women? Yeah, I, we're getting we're get developing sports competitions for younger and younger athletes. There's a soccer organization here in the Kansas City area that has games for two year olds. So I, I mean, you know, why not have pregnant? Women? Why not start when they're in the womb? I don't. I don't think that they'll have a league for pregnant women but you are seeing uh you know younger and younger which is crazy because you know we've talked many a time on this channel about how young parents are pushing their kids into sports and sometimes it's good most of the times it's probably not depending on how that parent is pushing their kid but it, i guess that depends are we also going to have a league for 90 year old men and women to play, you know, squash or soccer. Does it go the opposite way as well? It could because it's all about the money. It's true. But my point, my point with all this is, is, you know, confidence, which is the ultimate foundation of all of this gets built up or destroyed so easily by how coaches, parents, teammates speak to you. And, the, the key thing about playing sports at a young age is is you're going to make mistakes because you're learning. So just like any anything you, you start to do, you're going to screw up at it initially because you're learning it. But I think what happens with a lot of kids is they develop this fear of screwing up because when they were younger, and I've seen this so often, like I've said, 
they'll have a coach or a teammate or a parent make fun of them or pick on them because they struck out or missed a shot. Why'd you miss that? You did it on purpose. You screwed up. The, the team lost. I know for you, that you probably didn't. That never bothered you because your makeup is sort of like, well, the heck with you. I don't care about that. But you've probably been on teams with kids where that happened before, and they probably quit. Do you, do you think about yeah. that? Well, they either quit or they mentally shut down. And I've well, seen, that, that's what, I've that's seen what I'm the, talking about. Yeah, I've seen the mental shutdown happen countless times. Because, give us an example. So there was a there was an example <laughs> back when I was playing Little League. and Three years ago. Yeah, three years ago when I was a toddler. Uh, <laughs> there was an, uh, an episode where a kid didn't get the start out in whatever field. You know, left, right, center, doesn't matter. And he instantly was pissed. His parents were yelling from the sidelines or from the bleachers. They were pissed that he didn't get the start. And he pretty much shut down the rest of the game. Putting him in the batting order was ridiculous. It was useless. He had no interest in being in the game. So it was one of those things where... And I don't know what had happened. I don't know if we had played two or three games in a row, but he didn't get to start. He mentally quit. His parents also chimed in. They didn't like what had happened, even though it was just a simple, hey, you didn't start this game. I've started plenty. I've I've not started plenty of games in my life, so I don't know what happened, but it was one of those, it was one of those uh, examples. And then he probably developed a fear later on, I would guess, of screwing up for fear of not getting to play. That's the way that normally happens, you know. And so the, the issue here is, as I said earlier, fear of success and failure start, I think, when we begin an activity at, at a younger age, and it's, it's how you are coached to move on and develop. All right, and talking about the role fear plays in sports and in life. Give me a call. Let's talk on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHP. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Today's topic has been the issue of fear, fear of success and fear of failure. And we've been talking about why that happens. What do you do about it? So let's let's talk about what 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 to do to try to resolve it. If you have a coach who gets upset at you for striking out, did you strike out on purpose? So so here's what I always tell people. First of all, did you strike out on purpose? Most people are going to say, no, I did not. Some people are going to be afraid to swing, get called call third strike. They're afraid to swing. They're afraid to miss. So when they go back to the dugout, what do you as a coach say to that athlete? Do you degrade them? Do you insult them? Do you pat them on the back? Hey, we'll get it next time. Do you say, you know, we'll work at this in practice? What's the best way to, to move on from this? I think it has to, you know, you don't sit there, hey, great, you struck out, good for you. That's not what I'm getting at. But I think the key thing is, okay, we're going to work on this in practice. I don't, th- I don't think most people p- will play a sport 
with the idea of screwing up. I think most people want to succeed. But part of, the, part of playing a sport is screwing up. Expectations is a key part of this. What are the expectations that are placed on athletes, coaches, teams? You know, if you're the favorite to win and you don't, there's going to be the criticism. You know, with the advent of social media, and you know, if you've heard me on this show, I always tell a lot of college and pro, pro athletes, get off social media during the season. Don't get into it. Because you're going to have all kinds of people criticizing you, insulting you for screwing up. And they don't know who you are. Did you screw up on purpose? No. Well, we're assuming you didn't. So why would you listen to what people who don't know you say and insult you and all the hostilities and negative things that come out now? So I think it starts with your youth sports experience and what a coach will say to you, what a parent says to you, what a teammate may say to you, what an opponent may say to you about succeeding and failing. Good coaches, and we talk about this in our book, Just Let Them Play. There's a whole chapter on what we think great coaches do. Great coaches take the time with their athletes to work with them when they screw up, when they make mistakes, when things don't go well. They don't insult them. They don't cut them down. They don't sarcastically say things. And Blake, I'm sure you had some coaches who were sarcastic with you. So I think what what they what a good coach is going to do is they're going to be supportive, encouraging, reinforcing. I've worked with many, many, many coaches who've been that way. And then I've been around some coaches who were not. And I think what happens is that fear, if you have a coach who gets mad at you or insults you or parents or teammates, you, you get this, you know, there's a term paralysis by analysis. You start to overthink, you start to worry, you get tense, and then you can't be yourself because you're so uptight. And Blake, I, like I said, I'm assuming you, you were around some coaches or teammates who were a little bit on the sarcastic side. I, I might have been one of those people. That's why I set you up for that, <laughs> my friend. Okay, do you, now let's, let's be really blatantly honest here. And you do a tremendous job here. You know I love you. You, you do a great job in here. I but appreciate do you, it. Well, then I mean that. You know that. Do you think because you're very loquacious and very quick to say what you think, there might have been sometimes you said something to some people maybe you shouldn't have said when you played. Um, maybe. I I never Not did. Not in a hostile way. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sarcastically, I, I, right? Sarcastically, or I never did it out of spite. You know what I mean? I, I always did it either I truly questioned, like I, I truly had the question myself, whether what we were doing was correct or what I was doing was correct or I was trying to be sarcastic. It was never out of um, maliciousness or anything like that. It was always either one of two things and most likely it was out of the fact that I truly believed what I was saying. Okay, but do you think... Of course, if these guys knew you, they knew, knew your personalities, they probably didn't take it too personally. But if somebody didn't know you that well, how could they have possibly, you think it could have possibly infected them, Oh, impacted for sure. them in a negative way? For sure. If it was a brand new coach on the very first day, oh, it would have, 
yeah, they, I, I could see how it could have gone very poorly. Luckily, I had coaches that were also probably in the same mindset that I was in the fact that they understood where sarcasm came from and they understood where questions came from. And I think one of the biggest things about being a coach is you have to understand questions. Well, let me let me stop you right there. That's where I have you know said this, God knows how many times in this show, a good coach takes the time to understand their athletes. Why are you on the team? What are you here for? Especially at youth sports. You know, you're, you're starting a t-ball team or you're starting a soccer team or a softball team or, or whatever it might be. Why, why are you here? What, what, what's the purpose? You know, did mom, our mom and dad, your spokespeople, they say, well, we're, my son's got skills. I want him to get better. Okay, great. Um, what's your role going to be in this coach? What's your, what, the coach asked the parents, what's your role going to be? You know, but more importantly, what's the kid's role going to be? What does the, the child want to do? You know, most kids want to play sports because their friends are doing it or they'll see stuff on TV. You know, during the Olympics every year, the Summer Olympics, there's an, an incredibly large number of young girls who sign up for gymnastics and swimming and, and boys with swimming as well because of the, how the USA does in, in those events. The signups are always a lot larger, you know, right after those this, the Summer Olympics. And then, of course, things dwindle down. But but. Why are you there? So a good coach is going to take the time to understand whether athletes are there, why the parents want their, that athlete to be there. And they're also going to talk about how they coach failure and losing. Because I think the fears that these young people develop, whether it's a fear of success or failure, whatever it might be, oftentimes gets determined by that. And when they've got a, a teammate like Blake Schneider's on the team who can sometimes be sarcastic, if you know that person, you joke around, they know you're joking around, it's not any big deal. But if they don't know you and you're being sarc- your sarcastic self, which you can be at times jokingly, but they may think you're serious, what do you think that could do to them? Well, I think so. It's kind of a <laughs> I, I truly believe that my personality is is something that people do have to get used to. And I think that my personality is not necessarily unique. You've even been though- you've been uh, producing my show how long? Uh, two years now? Two, three years. I'm still years. still working on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I believe my personality is probably not unique, but I would like to think it is. But no, I think there's people out there that, that live life a little bit more on the... So perfect example for you. Perfect example for you. One time we had a game in college out at Garden City. We ended up losing that game. It was a tough loss because we were winning and we ended up losing. That after the game, um, my parents had come to the game, so my they came down on the field. Everybody had kind of you know evacuated the field. I was talking to them. Um, I'm a big Missouri fan as well. Missouri had beat Georgia that day. This was when Mizzou had first gotten to the SEC in football. In football, yes, I was a little excited for that, not because we lost. I was pissed that we lost. But I was happy that Mizzou won. Now, the reason, uh, so so basically, I my parents had told me that basically that the uh, Mizzou had won, and I kind of showed some excitement on the field. My coach talked to me about that later that day, and I told him, I said, Coach, no disrespect to you, but here's the deal: I don't harbor losses. I don't harbor bad things. I don't sit here and sulk for ten hours about the fact that we lost. 
We lost. That's what happened. But guess what? The next day I have to go then pretend, or not pretend, but the next day I have to then act like as if we won or act like as, as if it doesn't bother me. So I don't hold on to small, th- you know, small things. Well, the next day you have to move on. You have to move and on. learn, learn, figure out what you did in that game, positively or negatively. Exactly. And move on. But you have a if you. In, I'm not saying you had. No. Yes. But if you have a coach who insults you or degrades you because of that, then there's going to be a disconnect there. There's going to be a wall up, and that's where this fear develops. That's why I'm told what, what the whole purpose of this today was to talk about why fear plays such a role, because it does. Fear of success, fear of failure happen, and it starts when you're younger, when you succeed or fail in your sport, how, how you're coached, how that's worked with you. And I think good coaches take the time, like I said. They're going to understand why that athlete's there, what do they want to accomplish, how are they going to grow, have fun, learn fundamentals, and de- deal with that. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Our shows are podcasted everywhere. Go to my website, winnersunlimited.com. Click on the podcast page. You'll get 10 years of podcasts on well, approximately 10 years of podcasts on there. You can always reach me several ways. My email is drj at winnersunlimited.com. My office phone number is 816-561-5556. I'm taking on new clients. Love to hear from you. Any comments on the show? If you'd like to suggest any topics you want me to talk about, let me know. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. From the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB.